You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents A Community Affair, a weekly program where we discuss with national and local newsmakers important issues that impact our community. And now, here's your host, WGLS-FM Public Affairs Director, Sam Whalen. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of A Community Affair. My name is Sam Whalen, your Public Affairs Director, and this week I am sitting down with Shannon Masterduno the owner of Shanna's Wild Figs in Blackwood. How are you doing today, Shanna? Good, good. Sam, how are you? I'm doing okay. So let's just get right into it. Uh, why don't we start off a little bit just talking about you and how you found your passion for cooking? Oh, the passion's always been there since early childhood. I just knew that this was something that I um, was ultimately going to do with my life. And I made sure that I did everything correctly so I can get myself to be able to open up this restaurant. But I knew it was definitely my calling. Divorced for 10 years. I have two grown children. Um, my son, Angela, will be 25 next month, and my daughter will be 22 next month. So they were a big part of this restaurant when we first opened. Um, they were in the kitchen. They were my right hand, literally. Um, they were my chefs. They were my business partners. They were creating menus. They were developing this business. And um, it was a joy. It really was a lot of fun to be side by side with my kids and have this type of an experience. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had some guests on before who really talked about their family and how that sort of factors into their passion in life. Talk a little bit about how having your kids around in that restaurant environment has really helped that business. Definitely. Um, I could say probably from the time my children were born, they always were in the kitchen with me. From the minute they were crawling, they could literally sit on the counter and they could handle a spoon or something. I incorporated it. Um, my daughter, probably about two, three years old. She would pretend to put on cooking shows in the kitchen with using like vegetable scraps, eggplant peels or carrot peels. Uh, so I knew that they had just as much of a passion for this restaurant um, as I did. They're both very creative. They're both artists. They have, um, you know, the same exact love for food and making others happy through food that I have. And I'm sure it was something that was taught. Um, so it just it made sense. It was a natural fit for me to bring them along. Um, they were very, very encouraging when it's... Uh, Years back when they were in grade school and in high school, they started coming home with a lunchbox full of money and starving. I'm like, why? Mom, we, had, we sold our lunch today. They said, somebody offered me $20 for my sandwich. And, um, you know, kind of we started joking around. And um, obviously, I didn't want to see my kids go hungry, but I realized, hey, you know, we might be onto something here. And so we would surely, you know, I had created, um, you know, this business plan. And I said, let's do it. Let's do everything that we have. And thinking uh, we're going to decorate it wildly and we're going to give people a hell of an experience here from you know my vintage piano with the you know bringing in live jazz lo- live local artists um wanted to build up this community as best i could um, my children definitely had a lot of an influence like i said because they're both so creative it was it was fun um they painted pictures they hung wallpaper in this restaurant and it's when people and guests have come in here, you instantly get that, wow, this is a very charming, funky atmosphere, and that's what we wanted to, to achieve, and I believe that we um, we did. It was just very, very short-lived due to the pandemic, so. 
yeah, I uh, definitely have some questions about that in a little bit. We don't want to get too down uh, too early, but um, could you talk a little bit about sort of maybe your kids learning their passion from cooking from you? Was there anyone in your life that helped you discover your passion for cooking? Yes and no. I think that um, anybody that had anything to teach me about food, I was all ears, whether it was um, you know, rushing home from school or on the weekends to watch Channel 12. Back then when I was growing up, there was a lot of old time you know, chefs like Julia Child was still on the air and um, Saturday mornings it was great to watch her. My mom really couldn't cook. So I think, you know, growing up, um, she was very bland and very basic. And I knew at nine, 10 years old, like this is, this is it. So I started kind of taking over and cooking the family's meals from a young age. It's just um, something that I, I love the arts in general. Um, I've studied art, but I feel like, you know, I threw my paintbrush down and picked up the frying pan. And that made the most sense to me. I was able to really um, live out my talent and live uh, comfortably with what I was doing through culinary. I really wanted to give people a culinary artistic experience. And I still do. It's, it's one of the greatest passions that I have. Um, you know, I, I love being in this restaurant and I encourage any young person that could hear me. You know, sometimes life does definitely have come with risks and falls, but nothing feels as wonderful as, you know, I still pinch myself walking into this building every day. I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I got here. And the joy that I get from feeding other people is just, that's the payment. That's the paycheck for me. Yeah, that's really wonderful. I mean, I think especially in that line of work, um, having that care and that passion is so important because it's not easy to put it uh, very simply. It's not an easy job. And getting into that, what are some of the early struggles you had opening your restaurant? So I had several years even before I found this building. Um, I was on a search probably for three to four years looking for a restaurant. And I knew in my mind what I wanted. I had the vision. I just didn't find the building yet that would support it. Um, so to be honest with you, it was one of the easiest things I ever had done, Sam. And I mean that I, I knew that it was, um, this was my calling. I would go back and speak to my family about this crazy building that needed a hundred percent full remodel. Um, needed to be gutted completely from the ceiling to the floors. Nothing was salvageable, but I had such a vision um, so large and I knew that what I wanted. So it was, it was easy because it all came out. Um, it was challenging. Sure. I had to teach myself about construction. I had to learn uh, real quickly how to deal with an architect, an engineer, how to deal with the township, how to apply for permits. Um, commercial construction is just a completely different animal. So on top of trying to think about food, I would come home from my full-time job and study all about construction. I didn't want to, um, you know, feel as if I wasn't educated in, in certain areas. So I wanted to educate myself and my children and I fell in love with construction because we're in that period. We thought this is so cool to see something on a piece of paper. Now it's 3D. Um, now this is an actual room or this is actually a dining room. Um, very fun. My heart was invested from, from the minute that I made settlement on this building. And I knew that um, all four walls were just going to allow my imagination to go run, run wild. And it has. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, having and, and finding another passion along the way, that must have been really special for you and your kids. Um, what was that like sort of realizing, you know, I've loved cooking my entire life and now I enjoy doing this as well, kind of a, as a bonus. It was definitely a bonus. And I think that uh, my children, I really just like creating in general. Um, and that's where this started developing. Maybe it was a little personal for us that if, uh, wow, we can see through the plans of something, then we can envision, you know, customers actually being here. Um, and what would they want? 
So we took a lot of it into personal consideration. How would I want to be treated? Um, what would I want? What would I expect? What kind of decor would I like to be in? You know, Philadelphia, the city vibe, brought it over to the side of the bridge, needed it. Um, I lived in Philly for 20 years, so I knew that Philadelphia has done something right with restaurants in general. Um, Blackwood, not so much. There really hasn't been much here for a long time. I was hoping to change that, but we did. We, um, we love business. We love creating. We love arts, and I love food. It all came together. It really did. It was, it was quite easy, so I, I will admit that. I think you know I've encountered harder points uh, with this restaurant, but it was, it was definitely a blessed journey. Um, I prayed for things and I watched them happen for this restaurant. So I knew that this was, you know, I was on the right path. Things were happening easily for me. Um, I believe that something comes natural. It's for you. And uh, that's a great point where if someone else is listening, if something comes natural, you just don't fight things in life. Whatever is meant um, for you, it will find its way to you. Absolutely. You talk about being in Blackwood and being part of that community. Um, what was that like for you becoming a local restaurant owner in the Blackwood community and experiencing the local population? Oh, it was it was surreal. Um, like I said, there's many reasons why I pinch myself when I walk into this building every day. Um, first and foremost is my family is from Blackwood. They had roots here for almost 100 years. So it's, uh, I feel like I'm home. You know, I'm definitely home. My family has been very invested here. My father had a business for close to 50 years just a few blocks up the street from where the restaurant's located. But this was just um, my turn to show my ancestors and to show the town what it's capable of. You know, I knew my family knew how to do business in this town and we had a lot of respected customers throughout the years, uh, many of which were eager to see that, hey, you came from the family business. Now you wanna start something that you love. Good luck and we wish you the best. So it was a really fun endeavor. Yeah, that's, that's really fantastic. You know, one of the best parts for me uh, about doing this show is talking to people and seeing how they get support from the community. And it seems like that's definitely the case here. And, you know, people come and see you. They say, oh, hey, we know her. She's one yes. of us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You no, know, it's it's flattering where, you know, people have gained respect and thought, you know, not many single women decide to open up a restaurant midlife and say, hey, I'm going to chase my passion. But um, realize that, you know, none of us are going to get out of this life alive. So you have to do what sets your soul on fire. If you don't, I think that's where you're going to have you know, misery. And that's why people hate their jobs. They hate going to work because they're just not happy with what they're choosing. And um, this has never been work to me. This has been where I come and this is my playground. I get to create food and, um, you know, cook for people and see them smile and experience joy. Absolutely. So on a less uh, happier note, uh, we will get into a little bit about what happened during the pandemic. Uh, so when COVID first hit, at what point did you realize that you were going to have to change how you did things? Well, I was probably one of the rarest restaurants in Gloucester Township and especially New Jersey. Um, reason being, I had just spent months and months, not close to a year, trying to fully gut this building. Um, did everything correctly. I invested all my money, my savings, my retirement, maxed out credit cards to get here. So it was, it was working. But I was only open for 14 weeks when the pandemic struck. Sadly, I did not qualify for any of the traditional grants. You needed to be open for longer. So I thought, okay, you know, this is going to happen. You know, give it some time. Let's see what happens. Um, but month after month, didn't really see much changing. And restrictions were very harsh on New Jersey. Uh, the immediate change I had to face was can't have people inside your dining room. You're going to have to do takeout if you want to survive in business in this state right now throughout this pandemic. 
So I immediately changed over uh, my concept to takeout. But I wanted to incorporate, you know, nicer, finer things. I didn't want to give people that traditional fried food experience that Blackwood kind of had to offer. Um, for the whole restaurant, you know, we were serving Kobe and things like caviar on the menu. How did I put that? How do I put that in a box? You know, some of them farmers um, had gone out of business throughout this. Now, I know my product had to be changed. So we did. We adapted. Um, and then we were told we can build an outdoor area and have outdoor dining. We were you know, thrilled to do that. Um, we built a small patio with my children and myself. And we got rained out. So it was we were facing crazy storms. Um, I never saw rain come down the way that it did last year. My tables were being washed down the Black Horse Pike. Um, it was very frustrating. So I guess right around September, we were told that we can do uh, 25% indoor dining, but 25% for me, after I had already been you know, suffering financially for months now, um, wasn't enough. It would only allow me to have 20 people into my restaurant, and that's not nearly enough to pay the bills, keep staff here, or bring in product. So I did decide to, um, you know, I had a moment where Kind of threw in the towel a bit, um, got very discouraged. My heart hurt. I was watching my kids, you know, their hard work was kind of going in vain. We would spend hours before we opened up planting and taking care of the garden and doing all this only to get, you know, tables destroyed and plants uprooted. Um, so it was like all of our hard work was going in vain. We we're getting very frustrated. Um, so around September, October, I decided, you know what, that's enough. I've had it. Uh, really can't run a business with my hands being tied behind my back. It's time for me to put the restaurant up for sale. Um, I made a very difficult decision and I thought, that's it. I'm out of the state. I'm going to have to do the same with my house. Um, so my house sold in four days, which is great. But um, I had to use all the proceeds from the sale of my house to take care of the restaurant. Um, we just weren't able to operate. So I sat still for a few months trying to, you know, gather my thoughts and help my children find their new place in life, where do they belong? Um, and also dealing with the mental anguish. You know, this was not only very stressful, um, but depressing. You know, I, I couldn't make sense of it all. How come I'm losing everything? And this is, you know, we, we did something so well. So it was very emotional for me. You know, I was suffering with high blood pressure for a while. Um, definitely had some physical ailments that were accompanying like stomach ulcers and things like that. So I can see that the stress, it started taking its toll on me a bit. Um, so fast forward, uh, some few months later, I decide, you know, I'm going to give it a shot and I'm going to, this is my passion. And as I saw my children now finding other careers, I looked in the mirror and realized there's nothing else I want to do with the rest of my life. There's nothing else I want to do. I've already lost everything. Um, so I have to try again. And, um, this is where I really believe that true passion and determination comes in. This round, I feel that, you know, it's a little bit different. We have to operate, you know, more carefully, but um, I'm determined to live the life that I want and keep on continuing to make others happy through food. So I'm, I'm not going to stop, but um, it's definitely changed things a bit. <laughs> it certainly has, so. Yeah, that's a really, that's a really beautiful story. You know, you go through this really dark time, but you still manage to preserve and get through that. Uh, you talk a lot about having uh, so much faith and passion for what you do and keeping your faith in that as well. Uh, what were some of the ways that you maintained your passion and your faith in what you do through that dark period where, you know, you were experiencing uh, hardship after hardship? Oh, it was, it was difficult. I questioned everything. Um, I'll be very human and admit that I cried. I suffered from depression, you know, like we all did. I'm just maybe um, 
courageous enough to speak about it. It was very difficult. This was, um, I looked in the mirror and thought, well, I worked so hard. I was so financially responsible for so many years. I was able to get myself to a certain point in life and give back to the community. And it's like the rug was pulled out from underneath of me. And I am um, not proud that, you know, I lost my house and my credit was immaculate at one point. Now it's not so much because when you max out personal credit cards and business credit cards to keep, you know, ongoing expenses. Um, some days I just really felt like, you know, I don't know how to go on. I don't know what to do. And, and in times like that, when I did feel my darkness, I just would pray, you know, and I knew that um, God has, he has this planned out for us and I'm going to have to just sit tight because I really feel that in all my hard hearts, I'm living, this is, um, this is a gift that he sent me to this earth with. This is nothing that I learned. I didn't go to school for this. I didn't go to college. I didn't go to culinary arts. Um, I got married right after high school and had two babies instead. Um, and this was just a voice. And it was something that I have to thank God for this passion. Um, I know it's a true gift. And I just kind of sat back and started realizing throughout this pandemic, like, God, you take over. This is something that you gave me this vision for. And it's it's your turn now. You know, you can um, run it the way you want. And I really do believe that my faith is probably the only thing that saved um you know, saved me throughout dark times and probably shed some light where I realize, um, you know, anything you ask for in prayer, you shall receive. So I, I, I do believe that I have to hang your head up high every day and just keep on fighting through it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to find any way to continue, especially when something awful like that happens. It's difficult to find some kind of meaning in that, you know, and it seems like your faith really helped you get through that. It definitely did. It definitely did. And I realized there's nothing more powerful but I believe in them prayer. Um, I mean, you're living life to your truest and your happiest. Um, you're living life. This is your purpose. And I, and I really do believe that God has sent guardian angels and miracles. I've, I've seen it happen. So, I'm, you know, even the, you know, the certain people that I have met through this restaurant, I'm going, this would never have been possible without him intervening. So I'm very blessed. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break and be back with more Community Affair and hear about how Shanna's Wild Fig is attempting to bounce back during these troubling times. And we are back with more of a Community Affair. My name is Sam Whalen. I'm talking to Shanna from Shanna's Wild Figs in Blackwood, New Jersey today. Uh, so getting right back into it now that we've talked a little bit about that difficult time when COVID initially hit. Um, you talk a little bit about shifting your business model. How has that changed for now? It's 360 degree change right now. Um, I opened up as a full service restaurant, dinner only. Um, we were BYOB, bring your own bottle. I just had started doing weekend brunches. Um, so that was the game plan. Um, COVID struck, I had to change takeout, which I really did not like. I didn't enjoy it. Not the reason why I opened a restaurant. So right now for the third change, um, hopefully for the final adjustment for a while. Uh, this was another forceful change. When I did decide to open up, I had placed an ad. I was going to be needing um, new chefs. I had to replace my children. They were no longer interested in being entrepreneurs in the state of New Jersey. So I had to replace them if I was going to do what I did prior. Um, 4,000 people saw my ad and I had four, one, two, three, four, unqualified answer the ad. Um, so I said, that's it. <laughs> You know, God, I started praying once again. What do you want me to do? Because I'm only one person with, with two hands. Um, something kind of clicked. But, you know, let me just do what I can do. Let me take on the work that I can handle. So that meant for me just to reopen with the new concept of just doing private parties. So right now I'm doing 
know, birthday parties, uh, whether it's wedding showers, baby showers, surprise parties, anniversaries, any sort of fundraisers, um, anything that you would need, you know, up to 80 people I can accommodate. So I'm kind of treating myself like a private venue right now. I'm creating all custom menus, I'm trying to personalize everything for multiple reasons. Um, right now, I'm do not want to stock anything with the market changing constantly. Know that food has changed so drastically where um, I have to watch because certain products I was using last round are no longer available. So it's I'm telling my customers right now, I'm going to give you a very unique and creative experience with finding the foods that I can get my hands on that are local. Um, and everyone's been really receptive. They feel like, you know, this is a fun new way to approach um, business. And we're not having the same boring catered foods that you would expect um, at events. So it's, I'm enjoying this. Again, I get to be much more creative. Um, every job is completely different. Every party is completely different. So it's, it's been fun. And um, like I said, I'm just taking on the work that I can handle just due to, you know, the lack of staff. So that's, that's the biggest challenge right now. Uh, so you mentioned a little bit about people being into this new business model, and we talked about before uh, about being part of your community. So sort of pairing those ideas together, have you seen any examples of the way your community has come together either to help you or uh, to help each other out in any way? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've seen once, you know, I reopened, I've had message upon message. Countless people have reached out, email, text, um, you know, all the way up from, you know, political figures within the government, so local government, just to regular people that are living across the street from me in Blackwood. Um, everyone has been really supportive and people are, you know, trying to book parties and have a good time. So it's, um, I think that they've realized I have something a little bit more special and unique than uh, the area currently provides. So it's uh, a chance for them to come out and support a very worthy restaurant owner. And um, it's a chance for me to get to know my customers even closer now. Yeah, I, I think that's really special. And I think for me personally, uh, I enjoy cooking in my spare time. And I think exactly what you've been saying, that cooking is a wonderful way to bring people together. And I think during, during something like this, the pandemic has sort of uh, not divided, but forced everyone to be isolated, at least. I think that cooking is a wonderful way to bring people back together. People missed um, celebrating anything. People miss going out to dinner. I think people miss their friends. Um, we all got accustomed to certain ways of life. Like, oh, it's Friday night. Let's go eat. Or it's, oh, it's Sunday afternoon. Let's go grab lunch somewhere. Um, and I can, I did the same thing with my children in our days off. We looked forward to going out to restaurants. It was a time where we can relax, um, we celebrate something. So it's, it's really hard for, you know, me personally to see that no one was gathering. Now that, you know, restrictions have lifted, it's beautiful to see that people are having, you know, even dinners for absolutely no reason. Um, maybe their reason is they never got the chance to come into the restaurant the first time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know doing a little bit of research, looking at your site and things like that, it looks like there is a really big emphasis on, you know, spending time with friends and family and just sort of slowing down and taking in your company. Uh, how have you seen people now that restrictions are lifting a little bit? How have you seen people really taking that message to heart and really experiencing their loved ones and family? lucky enough to where every uh, event that I've hosted so far since we've been open, I can see that. You can see that joy returning to people's faces again. Uh, they're overwhelmed with happiness. They're thrilled to where I've hosted. This is, you know, a place where so-and-so hasn't seen their, you know, relative since COVID. And now they're able to, you know, rejoin here at the restaurant through great meal, um, laughing. They're enjoying their time. Beautiful. That, like I said, it's uh, the best feeling for me walking out into the dining rooms and seeing this. 
what was missing from the walls of my restaurant for months. Like, I couldn't hear that or see that or take out. Um, but it's beautiful that it has returned. Absolutely. And it must be really special for you, you know, to be able to provide that for your community. I know you talked about there not being quite a similar experience to what you offer at your restaurant and being able to give that to the people you live near must be a really wonderful thing. It is. It is. And I'm enjoying it to where we're able to work together as I don't really know if other restaurants have ever tried this before in the past. Um, it's when I speak to my customers, I'm getting to know them. You know, what's your favorite foods? What's something that you really enjoy coming and having in a restaurant? What's your expectations? Um, that also allows me to we can change things up from we have carnivores coming and I have uh, vegetarians. On, I've created like I said, different menus and people have been very pleased where I'm giving them an individual you know, menu that's been based upon their preferences. But it gives me the challenge that I, I like. Um, I get to create something new and, and different pretty much every time I walk through this building. And that's a wonderful feeling for me. Hey, you talked about uh, learning the different uh, tendencies of everyone that you're serving. So what's sort of piggybacking off of that? What lessons from the pandemic do you think you're going to take with you in the future of your restaurant? Oh, uh, this definitely shocked me to my core. It, it did. Um, I think it traumatized me and a lot of other business owners to a degree. I think it traumatized a lot of New Jerseyans, especially. Many lessons I would say is, you know, you just don't know when things are going to happen and you have to literally live and enjoy every moment. Um, cherish everything that you have, whether it's a meal with you know a friend or um, a visit with a family member, you have to enjoy it because we can see how quickly you know tragedy has taken place. Um, so I'm I'm grateful for that and realizing you know there's some things with business that sure I'd like to be a little bit more careful about um, since the pandemic happened. You know, and I'm taking with me this is a lot more calculated this round. Um, so it's a good lesson that I've learned. Um, Last time was a little bit different where you just never know how many guests you're going to come in or you don't know how much food you're going to serve or how many steaks you're going to need that night or something. Good things. I like seeing that the community has pulled together. Um, I've seen people help others and that's just beautiful. You know, that alone is, is what we're here for. We're here to help other people. We're here to give joy to other people's lives. Absolutely. I think, I think that's a wonderful message to have. And I think that's something that even if you're not a small business owner, uh, you can apply that to any aspect of your life. Uh, so one final question for you. We sort of touch on it a lot. But what uh, is the overall future of Shannon's Wild Fig? And where do you think you'll be headed in the future? Sam, I would love to answer that honestly. But after the pandemic and after this year, um, I really don't know any longer. I, I think that what I thought three years ago when I bought my building, you know, this is what's going to happen for the rest of my life. And I was adamant on this was my plan. I'm not going to stray from my plan. Um, it smacked me in the face a bit. So I think if anything, I'm going to have to take some of my own advice and feel like I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I just have enough faith in my ability to work as hard as I can. Um, I'm trying to grow this restaurant back. I would love to, to grow and, and multiply business somewhere down the road, but um, God willing, and, and uh, especially with the state right now, we really are up in arms. I'd like to continue. And at this point, um, as long as I feel, you know, I'm able to give something positive and positive experience back to the community and I'm able to walk away with, um, with something at the end of every night, I can see, you know, my heart's happy. I'm fulfilled. Yeah, definitely. I think that's wonderful. And it's okay. That's not exactly a my kids actually asked me the same thing. And I said, you know, I, I guess this is was this must be very similar to when, you know, as adults, we ask our children, where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself in five years? I don't know. You know, it's a tough question for a teenager to answer, let alone 
um, business owner that survived the pandemic. So, yeah, absolutely. But I think, you know, at least in our discussion today, you've shown that you really have a passion for what you do. And I think that your resolve in general is an inspiration, not just for your children, but for your community as a whole. Uh, so thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Oh, you're very welcome. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Uh, all right. Well, that will do it for today's episode of A Community Affair. Thank you so much to Shanna and for all of you for listening. I will see you next time. Stay safe out there. You've been listening to A Community Affair with your host, WGLS-FM Public Affairs Director, Sam Whalen. Be sure to join us on the third Saturday of every month at 9 a.m. as we discuss the important issues that impact you and our community. Only here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.